welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Moms, wherever you are in your parenting journey, or however you became a mom, we want to come alongside, addressing your questions and concerns with helpful insight to lighten your load as we dive into the reality of parenting. We are your co-hosts, Cheryl and Ellen, and we want to share practical answers, but our goal is to have relevant discussions that give you heart and strengthen you both today and for the years ahead. So join us now at the TPP table as we share together, helping you flourish and bringing your heart hope. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Here we are at the TPP recording table. Everybody doing well? Yeah. Yeah. Doing good. Good. Anything exciting going on? Well, I've been working in my yard. I, so I've been mowing a lot. Um, uh, as the summer goes on here, I'm having to get up yep. earlier and earlier yeah, and earlier. Oh, my goodness. It is crazy. Yes. I mowed mine this weekend, but I, you know, want to help all the rest of you all in the world with bees and pollinators. So I'm working in my yard to up the pollinator-friendly atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what's fun. So I now have a section that is clover. I even got a little sign that I'm putting in there, and I'm not mowing it, and it's really neat. Not her saying you had a sign for the bees. <laughs> That's what's interesting. They find it. Like huh? this morning already, when I yeah. would just walk by it, there were several honeybees. It's not even that big, but honeybees and mm-hmm. butterflies around. And if it if it expands, I'm less and less mowing. That's dude. right. I actually saw a bumblebee today. Oh, too, so we're just. Mowing and bumblebees. <laughs> and, and isn't it sad? 20 years ago, you had to avoid the bees. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just go outside and the bees are everywhere. And now we're all noticing when we see bees. Mm-hmm. So well, they're coming and I'd love to see them. And I go, you just keep coming to my yard. Do your job. Where did you get your clover? Well, it was just a little bit of clover that was there. Okay. Because I don't spray. I don't do pesticides. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about trying to even overseed and get more clover. Mm. It's good for the ground, and it's fabulous for pollinators. And so it just sort of expanding, so I've been protecting it, and now I've actually gone to not mowing, and we will see what happens. I love love, Welcome to the Parenting Podcast. We will also teach you. (laughs) (laughs) If you just want a little history on it, people used to want clover for the right reasons in their yard. And then the 1950s, a lot of America started going to the manicured Mm -hmm. lawn. And so then clover became classified as a weed Mm. and they started eradicating it. And now a lot of people are realizing, oh, by the way, that eradicating wasn't so good. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen dichondra? No. Oh, that's beautiful. We had a neighbor. You don't have to mow it. This was back in the 60s and the 70s. It's It's a grass. But it's like a clover. 
And it just takes over the whole yard, stays lush and green. They never had to mow it. Oh, my gosh. And guys, this would change you know, my life. I, I, I don't <laughs> know if it could grow here in Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, Southern California gets hot. I feel like yeah, so, a lot. Yeah. Things grow. Yes, that's true. I, yeah, I don't know what the difference in conditions would be. But, I mean, I just always remember as a kid just stopping by their house and just staring at their lawn because it was so pretty. Mm, wow. Maybe it's cultivated clover. Welcome to the Gardening <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> and your kids can go out and play in it and have fun. No, we were not allowed to walk. Oh. Uh, Mrs. L- La Crescenta's love. Oh, God. That would send her out. <laughs> well, Mrs. La Crescenta, if you're listening, <laughs> thank you for the ideas about our, our garden. She our would garden. scare you if she chased oh. you. <laughs> so we've got a very common practical question. That applies to every parent, something they can use. Everybody deals with. Mm-hmm. We've touched on a little bit. Okay. So mom sent us a question, and let's see what you think about it. Um, the mom that wrote is sharing a question from her friend, and it, she says, My friend's two-year-old son, who isn't potty trained yet and not even interested, and his mom doesn't even plan to really try until he's three. Other friends keep asking, is he potty trained yet? And when the mom says he's not, the others start giving all kinds of tips for how they potty train their own children and what she should do. And so this mom feels so much pressure to rethink her plan with her own kids. Mm. So the mom says, so is waiting right? Mm. So there we go. Yeah, I remember getting this advice when I was pregnant with my second child, my first and second we're about two years apart. And I remember so many people telling me, now you're going to want to potty train your two-year-old when you see this uh, baby, uh, but don't do it. Mm. Don't do it because it'll be so hard. I mean, you'll have just come home from the hospital and you're going to be sore and tired and busy. Mm-hmm. Guess what I did? Seems <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing else going on. <laughs> I got home from the hospital with this tiny little bitty newborn, and I looked at my two-year-old, and I thought, you are huge. Yeah. You should be That's out true. of Their diapers. Their limbs feel like Sasquatch. <laughs> and I began <laughs> potty training the week after. No. With a newborn. And you know what? It worked. Wow. It worked for me. And if I would have just listened to, oh, I cannot do this because all these people told me not to. It's not going to work. But I just, I don't know. It was like this instinct or this gut reaction <laughs> to do it. And it it was fine. I mean, well, but you're the one percenter right? <laughs> with the energy and the child. <laughs> yeah, I was determined. <laughs> but it just made me realize, like, and that's not what I did with my other children. But in that circumstance, like, yeah. You know, the wise advice was not to, and I'll admit that. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, in my time of life, the season of my family was, you know. And I think everything is so personal about it. I think of the gamut that I've had with my children. Mm -hmm. Um, Certain kids just don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my second, he's like nine months old. He started saying, boo, and then he would poop. And he did it about nine o'clock every morning. Oh, it was interesting. And okay, let's start doing this. So I started taking him to the toilet at nine months 
putting them on the toilet, talking with them and saying, boo, boo. And it worked. Oh my. I, retroactively, I figured out why. Mm. So when I would change a poopy diaper, I would say, ooh-wee. He started saying, boo. And then he would poop. Okay. And so that connection happened. Mm. So I never changed a dirty diaper with him again. But I go, ah, oh, this is great. <laughs> yes, I've got this one. <laughs> didn't work with anybody else. So it was that, again, very personal to that child. Yeah. Then I had another one that was not potty trained way into three. Mm-hmm. And I had done all the little tricks, dry at night, so I could tell that she was developmentally ready. Mm-hmm. We did M&Ms. We did everything. And yes. one time I just said, sweetheart, you know, let's remember we have to go to the potty and said, Mama, it's just too much to remember. <laughs> she just wanted to live life and didn't want to get in the I way. Bet you can see that in her personality. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> and then, this is also in her personality. We went and visited their, our good friends, and the daughter is two days different than her, so they're mm-hmm. almost twins. And she had purple panties on. <laughs> and we came home and said, Mom, I want purple panties. Uh, well, you know what it means? Yeah. That was it. And I mean, I wow. drove as fast as my car could go <laughs> to buy all the purple panties mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. So it was just developmental, and it wasn't yeah. physiological with her. It was, she just was too busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think individual children are different for different reasons. Like my oldest my last trimester of my pregnancy with my second, I'm thinking I'm going to get this kid potty trained before the baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting all the effort into it. And she was not having it, which I think <laughs> with her was more of a control issue, knowing her uh-huh. personality now. She likes to do things when she is the, the one in charge. And so, you know, finally realized this is not happening. I've got to have a, this baby. I was not... Um, on the same train as you, Danae, I am going to do it with a one-week-old. And so then, you know, I waited a few months into having that newborn, and then she was ready. And I was not too keen on the idea because I had this newborn. I yeah. Wanted, yeah. wanted to wait, but um, then she just kind of did it on her own. Well, so then I had another who, she was three and a half before she was yeah. even interested which, you know, she she has some sensory issues and, and other things going on, too. So I think there's so many factors there. It right? really is. Yeah. You know, and so for some families, like if they have daycare or preschool, something like that, the diaper is a huge milestone mm. of which class you can be in. Right. And then some diapers, it's pro and con. Some say, oh, it's a whole lot easier to leave a diaper on. Mm-hmm. And then others say, no, it's so expensive. So they're right. motivated right. on with the diapers. And so I went, did some research, just seeing what they say. Mm-hmm. And actually, they say, figure it out what you want to do, what works well with your family. Yes. And so it's just interesting mm-hmm. what the science and, and the studies are on it. Yeah. One thing I found out, there are some cultures that actually start potty training when the baby's two or three weeks old. Mm-hmm. I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. And so they will begin to do it to reinforce, to make that awareness for the mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. One country we lived in overseas, mm-hmm. they would teach their children by a whistle. Mm-hmm. You know, they would do a whistle, and then the child would know that was the time to go. 
And that's how they probably. Problem is, I don't know how to whistle. That <laughs> <laughs> You need like a See, it happened to work a yeah. nice thing with my son because of boo. Mm-hmm. But see, with that, they just take the time earlier. I didn't yeah. know it started that early. Yeah. And then they did give several things to say. This is showing that your child's demonstrating readiness. Mm-hmm. And so some of them, like I mean, yeah. the dry diaper, different things. Be sure that they can pull their clothes on and off. Trying to teach independence. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're having to do it for them all the time, that's mm-hmm. not giving them that independence. You're really just more held hostage yeah. to the process. <laughs> well, and I do remember my son like waiting and having like he he would be playing with his toys and he'd get so sidetracked and not want to have to stop playing and he'd run as fast as he could (laughs) and I'm like so if I had to pull down his pants that would not have worked (laughs) but it's interesting because you said the word independence Mm -hmm. because first thing that surprised me on it was can they take their pants on and off oh true Mm -hmm. do they have already that mindset of independence Mm -hmm. and then on three different things they all had the same one that I wasn't expecting and they say do they say no? That the child needs to be at the point where they will tell you no. And oh. why? That independence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That they're already beginning to make choices. Yeah. And determine that instead of a negative, we feel like no mm-hmm. is a negative. Actually, it's showing it's developmental independence. Yeah. It's a part of them saying, this is me. And that is you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I never realized that's a good indication that they're heading towards owning their selves Mm -hmm. and their own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. New spin on the thing of no. Yeah. (laughs) That would be a great podcast because that is definitely something I've been learning about that you want a child to learn to say no. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, and your children <laughs> to have their own opinions and be able to yeah. articulate things. And- so are we, it looks like what we're recommending is do what works for your family. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and each child, listen to them. Become a student mm-hmm. of your child, but also look at your life and what does mm-hmm. your life need? Yes. Like, yeah. you did decide the two different things. You did decide. Uh-huh. To potty train immediately, and you didn't. And yeah, and we have different temperaments and personalities. Mm-hmm. Our kids probably have different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was definitely very relaxed in the area of potty training, even though it seems like that story with the first one, I was relaxed in the sense that I I just did what seemed right at the time mm-hmm. for that child, for what was going on in our family. You know, going back to the question, this she was asking about the advice, like other people were giving her advice. And, and what it makes me think of is, you know, we, what we tend to do as parents is we compare mm-hmm. what our children are doing next to other children. And I think potty training is an area where we can bring in some shame toward our children. Like, oh, that's a stinky diaper and uh, that's gross and don't do that anymore and yuck. You know, and I think if we're also fearing someone else's judgment of us, that that is going to make that worse. That's a really good point. I think, yes, do what works for your family, but that's make sure that you're not ever 
putting shame on your child mm-hmm. one way or another on mm-hmm. whether they're, mm-hmm. you know, too fast or too slow. Don't let that pass on that judgment you might feel from other parents. Mm-hmm. Never project that onto your child. Yeah. Good advice. Right. Yeah. Bad things. Great. Yes. This is that deeper question a little bit here is mm-hmm. the pressure she's feeling mm-hmm. from all these sources, you know, and like that other people are kind of shaming her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know shaming is a trendy word, but that she feels bad. She feels that well, you pressure. Feel embarrassed. I mean, and you think you're embarrassed. That's what I mean when I say shaming, like you're feeling like what you're saying, Cheryl, that feeling shame. It's you're embarrassed because now I'm wondering if I'm being a good mom or not. Right. Maybe I'm not. Identity again, yeah. like we've mm-hmm. talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not really shame. But we do shame our children. Like you're a bad child. Shame yeah. is. This is the difference. Guilt is you've done something bad. Shame is you are, are the bad. bad. Yeah. So I, I mean, they're yeah, attending. Embarrassing is just that event was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Shame is this identity that mm-hmm. you're putting on. Yeah. So when you're saying when your child is not potty training, I think it's a double whammy with potty training because I think we can have these thoughts with other areas, but in potty training, it's this is your bodily function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're telling them they're bad because they're not being able to control their bodily function. Right. And it's a mother ego milestone. Mm. You you know, because you hear moms bragging about my kid was potty trained here. Uh, uh, and then the other woman's going, oh, my kid is measuring. Yes. And that just becomes like a mom brag point. Right. Well, and I will say I had a child who did not completely night train. Until she was 12. Yeah. I had one too. And we saw a urologist. Nothing was physiological Mm -hmm. that needed addressed. It was hormonal. And, of course, months, just months after that urology appointment, sure enough, you know, she's she's dry and didn't have Mm -hmm. to struggle anymore. But the shame Mm -hmm. that I could have put on her, you know, and and she was putting that on herself. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a whole thing of sleepovers and camp and what do we do and... Yeah. This is where, and, and I bet this is what you did. You partner with your child and you say, I'm in this with you. I'm yeah. a teammate with, with you on this of, yeah, mm-hmm. let's and figure this nice. out. Right. Nowadays, we do have pull-ups, mm-hmm. which, you know, Cheryl and I can say there weren't those kind no. of things right. when we had kids. So if you had a bedwetter or someone that took a child that took a little longer to completely potty train at night, you were still kind of having to do the diaper thing. Yeah. And that made a measure of embarrassment yeah so we only had one that had a night problem but it was nice because they were in that window where they had come out with like a nighttime pull-up i just called it your special underwear yeah it's also a lot of development than what we were sharing Mm -hmm. it's their emotional development the fact that saying no Mm -hmm. is a positive thing towards it and then physiological um they definitely studies show it's different rates generally for boys to girls. Mm -hmm. Their bodies just develop different ways. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage that friend of the mom who wrote us to figure out what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then it's okay. This has a real broad spectrum to individualize for your children Mm -hmm. and what works for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if a way for this mom to have something to say, you know, back to all these people that are giving her advice as to after she talks to her doctor and and is able to know that range that's quote unquote typical, 
is to say, yeah, I talked to my doctor and did you know at this certain age, this is typical. And so we're choosing, Mm -hmm. you know, to wait or this works better for our family to wait. You know, sometimes it feels better to kind of to have like that expert behind you. Or use TPP. I was listening to this wonderful (laughs) podcast. And actually the stat is that only 40 to 60% of children in Western culture are completely potty trained by three. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'd believe that. So she can say, well, Mm -hmm. we're just allowing their body to develop. You know, when the mom answers that question, There's a really important verb that needs to be in there. And you say, we have chosen to wait till he's three. Mm -hmm. So that that kind of nips it in the bud Mm -hmm. and emphasize the word we have chosen. You know, if they want to know more, they can ask. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because that really is what you're doing. You're choosing Mm -hmm. because you look at the criteria that you think your child needs when they're ready to be potty trained. Mm -hmm. Well, and that reiterates to yourself, too, when you're faced with all this peer pressure to change your mind on something. Mm-hmm. Once you've decided this is the best course of action for our family and for this mm-hmm. child, mm-hmm. then you're, good. you're saying that back to yourself. OK, no, this is what we've decided. We're going to yeah. stick with. There's so much advice out there, though. How do how do you make a decision on something like this? You pick a friend, you pick one website, and then there's other. <laughs> and when you yeah. really do have to narrow, I think mm-hmm. in this day and age, all of us, regardless of your age or whatever subject we're talking about, you have to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. You know, That's true. It, One of the things I would recommend is if you're going to do research, stay away from trendy things. If you mm-hmm. want to do research, look at a credible place. Mm-hmm. That's something mm-hmm. that's scientific. Mm-hmm. Um, like I shared some of the information about the actual developmental towards potty training, Mm -hmm. that you look at certain things Mm -hmm. like that. And I love the idea thinking ahead of time and deciding and then being confident in that. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Right. Yeah. I like it. Because otherwise it becomes like a, you know, the Greek plays where they have all these voices coming out across the amphitheater because that's what happens. You just get so many voices Mm -hmm. in your head about what you're supposed to be doing. Well, and I think remembering what we've talked about before, too, about parenting not be a pass or fail, you know, that it's going to be okay. You know, if if you make a choice that maybe you regret later, it's still going to be okay. And with this child at this point and where we are because of the extenuating circumstances, Maybe you're in the middle of a move or you've yeah. got some health issues going on. Or a new baby. A new baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of my four, I did lots of things different on, you know, in the same area, different with each of the different kids. And, mm-hmm. of course, the older ones now are like, you didn't do that with me or, you know, you did But like you said, this child, these circumstances, this year, this is what's working best. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Good advice. And just relax. Give yourself that grace mm-hmm. to do that. With the openness of, oh, actually, this changes things if something happens. So. Okay. Okay. So, hey, how about rapid fire? Okay. Let me ask you, what are some of the techniques you used that work for you with various children? Okay. For example, I will tell you, Bill made the suggestion because training your sons is different from okay. training your daughters. Mm-hmm. And he said, sweetheart, <laughs> okay, this is for my husband because I'm a woman. That's so right. different. <laughs> he said, they stand up. They don't use toilet paper. And he said, and this is what my mom did. And he took his shaving cream and would make little 
in the toilet. And I said, <laughs> target very <practice>. motivational target <laughs> practice. Okay, so that was a thing. What else did practical. you Anything else? Like, well, when you're potty training, if you can, if you're able to be around the house a lot, they have the potty training underwear pull up. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can keep them in that if it's mm-hmm. extra thick. So mm-hmm. that's just a practical side yeah. note, you know, that mm-hmm. they, and well, that's easy pull for up them. To make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you had mentioned M&Ms and, mm-hmm. you know, I, back at the beginning with my little kids, I, I didn't like the idea of bribing. But when it came to potty training, <laughs> chip, those little chiclet gums and M&Ms, and it was special because we didn't eat that much candy back yeah. then. And, and that was really special. And so I was all for the bribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We Me did too. That and cute panties. Yeah. yeah. I bought all the little princess panties. <laughs> you wouldn't want to pee on a princess. Yes. <laughs> That's what we did. I mean, we had M&Ms. We did dance parties. Every event was a yeah. huge celebration. And um, yeah, princess panties. And I have all girls, so we didn't have to do any target practice. <laughs> yeah. That, well, we kind of did all the same thing. Mm-hmm. For me, after my first one, it was just my children had to beg to be potty trained. <laughs> right. That was my yeah. rule of thumb. When they were asking, when they're pulling off their diaper, when they're showing signs of they're irritated mm-hmm. with wetness against them, and they're basically, okay, oh, do you want to use the bathroom? And, um, th- you know, for different kids, it was different, but that was a really good sign. I just didn't worry about it. Yeah. It was just when they're begging to get mm-hmm. that diaper off. It, I mean, we potty trained in like a week. The because ones we they took that were approach, the same right. thing. They yeah. were ready to go, and it wasn't a big deal. Because otherwise, I was held hostage, you know, because yeah. at the back of Target. <laughs> yeah. And they are saying they have to go potty. So you rush up there, yeah. and then they don't, don't. go. Yeah. They just want to look at the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> but they do hold you hostage, yeah. for sure. You just reminded me. I remember the milestone because I, my family was spread out. It wasn't mm-hmm. all just within a few years. My daughter graduated from high school. The weekend my youngest was potty trained. Wow. So I remember that weekend. And it was also, it was in April and it was over 100 degrees. (laughs) So it was a really interesting weekend. (laughs) And my daughter gave the graduation talk. Oh, Oh, good. So moms, this is one of those subjects. It's practical, but also who would have thought that potty training can be a reflection of your philosophy of parenting. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage that mom that's listening to all those people's criticism. I would just encourage her to either ignore them and just be gracious or to have confidence. It's okay. Just figure out what you all and your family wants to do. Like Ellen said, embrace that and just let the rest of it roll mm-hmm. off. And it'll yeah. be done in no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any children that have taken two years to be potty trained. Right. They may be out there, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's on the, the far end of everything. It's well, usually... And I had a nurse tell me, I've never seen a, gra- a person graduate with diapers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's great. This was just a little bit of an unusual subject, and it was fun doing it with you. And we are out of time. Thank y'all again. <laughs> good to be here. It was good. And look forward. We'll come back next week and talk about something else. Sounds good. Okay, moms, remember, hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering. Because it is worth it. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Podcast. We hope it was encouraging to you and maybe gave you some new ideas to help or just a little lift in your parenting day. 
Remember, we drop our episodes every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Like or share or leave your comments. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our website, theparentingpodcast.com, where you can find talk notes and other resources. And of course, follow us on social media. We're glad you were here today and look forward to next time.